Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Do you give to charities? Do you help people out? Do you feel that's part of who you are? A lot of people in the Midwest do, and there are so many people in Chicago who have very giving hearts. But if you look at any studies, you know there's a difference in the way women give or men give, who we give our money to, how often we support them. So I'm turning to Michelle Long. She's the senior lead planner at Associated Bank. Thanks for joining us, Michelle. Let's talk about women and giving specifically. Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me on today. Um, so, you know, women are you know already responsible for more than a third of, of all wealth in North America. Um, and that equates to about $35 trillion. Um, and that number is going to continue to rise. So naturally, as women become wealthier, they will more frequently drive decisions related to donations. Um, and we see an increasingly greater number of women becoming leaders and, and getting more recognition for giving. Um, you know, two very public examples are Melinda Gates and Mackenzie Scott. You know, they have not only made decisions and commitments to give away billions of dollars, um, but they have come out publicly, you know, made their plans known and have become extremely influential among female philanthropists. Um, and I, I think a key differentiator um, is that women tend to be more um, are very intentional about who, what, and, and when they give. And they tend to create an identity around their philanthropic goals. Um, you know, women aren't just about writing large checks. They tend to be more actively engaged in the charities they support. Um, and so we, we really see women gaining momentum in this space. You know, and locally, we can talk about Ann Lurie. I mean, she is very involved in several nonprofits in Chicago. You see her name on the side of, you know, hospitals. And, and she's one yeah. of those people that, like many women, that's interesting that you said that they are engaged. They serve on the board. They actively volunteer. I work with a lot of those women in some of these nonprofit organizations. I was also intrigued that when you say women are responsible for more than a third of all wealth in North America, what do you mean by responsible? Is that something they own or they delegate those dollars? Yeah, no, I mean, I think it, it, it's, you know, terrible giving. It really does come in, in so many different forms. So, um, you know, the when women get involved, it can be through volunteerism and, as you mentioned, serving on boards. Um, giving non-financial resources like food and, and clothes, um, shelter, or even, you know, donating blood. Uh, but, you know, today I thought I'd focus a little bit on um, using financial wealth for philanthropic purposes. Yeah, that's your business. That's what you do. And I'm intrigued by this conversation. This is Michelle Long, Senior Lead Planner, Associated Bank, because I'm one of those people that gives a fair amount to nonprofit organizations in the form of volunteer hours, sitting on boards. And if you sit on a board, you are expected to participate financially mm -hmm. as well. And usually I'm like, oh, my gosh, I haven't made my donation. And that's something we really should be thinking about and working with you as a planner so that we can... Do that, I don't know, what do you think, yearly, monthly, or or using the wealth? Yeah, just talk to me about that because I'm confused about it. And I, I didn't even know you offered this service. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we do. We talk to our clients quite a bit about this specific topic of, 
um, philanthropy. And, um, you know, it's a goal that many of our clients have. Um, and, you know, they want to do it as efficiently as possible. Um, and, and you could do it through so many different ways. You know, um, some people give directly to charities, um, and, and some people use specific charitable vehicles. Um, you know, I can speak for hours on all the various strategies and techniques out there, but, um, you know, I did want to focus on one commonly used vehicle um, that I'll highlight. It's, it's called a donor advice fund. Um, and, and, you know, in short, it's, it's a DAF. Uh, and basically what it is is it's an account um, that you would set up for the purpose of uh, managing charitable donations on your behalf. Um, so you would open up an account uh, through a third party, contribute cash or investments. Um, and as the donor, you could recommend how to invest the assets and, and where to donate them. Um, and technically, the sponsoring organization has sort of that legal control over those assets. Um, but as long as you choose a charity that's recognized by the IRS as a as a U.S. charitable organization um, with a 501c3 status, um, this plan sponsor will generally not have issues going along with your recommendations. Um, and one of the benefits of setting up a DAF is the donor can claim a tax deduction in the year the assets are contributed rather than uh, in the year the assets actually go to the charity. You know, for example, Let's say you normally donate $10,000 a year to a charity. Um, you could contribute $50,000 or five years' worth of donations into the DAF and potentially take the deduction for $50,000 while still stretching out the donations to the charity um, over a five-year period. Um, yeah. So that's, that's one specific um, you know, technique that we see quite a bit. That is interesting. So if you needed that tax deduction for $50,000 this year, but you wanted to make sure that your favorite charity got 10000 each year for the four following years, including this year, five total. That, mm-hmm. that is something I was unaware of. Michelle Long is with us. She is a senior lead planner at Associated Bank. We're talking about women and wealth and charitable giving. And when it comes to giving money, everybody likes that tax write-off. Let's be honest about it. But there are certain ways to go about it including donor-advised fund, and it's called a DAF. Right. In short, it's, it, most people refer to it as a DAF. That's correct. And we choose the charity. That's right. Uh, you know, as I mentioned, the sponsoring organization really kind of has, um, you know, the control over those assets. But, um, you know, as long as you are naming a charity that's, that's got that 501c3 status, um, typically, you know, the, the organization would have no um, qualms about following your recommendation of where to, um, to direct those dollars. Okay, and what exactly do we put in a DAF? Is it only cash? Well, that's a good, great question because, um, you know, usually when we think about donations, we think of writing a check or, or sending cash. Um, but another option to consider is, is to donate appreciated stock. Um, so this allows you to make a donation in a very tax-efficient way since you will avoid paying capital gains tax. And Michelle, can people give you a call and, you know, find out more about this? Absolutely. I can be contacted by phone or email. My phone number is 312-544-4343. My email is michelle.long at associatedbank.com. Thanks for joining us. You've given me so much to think about because usually I'm just writing a check and really not getting a huge tax benefit from it. So this opens my eyes to something new and I appreciate your information today. Absolutely. It was so great talking to you, Lisa. Time to get a check on weather and traffic with Mary Vandeveld.